The Referral Navigator Limited Series Podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff Talkman, the owner of The Referral Navigator. And we're here today with Gary Lesser. He's the managing partner and leader of his own firm. Gary is also the president of the Florida Bar Association to have a discussion about how to generate more referrals from your own clients, more referrals from professional relationships. And Gary's somebody that does a tremendous job building relationships. And that's really, of course, the key that we'll focus on today. And with that, let me introduce Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you today? Very well, Jeff. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? A great productive day, back to back as usual and loving that. So let's start out with the simple stuff for a little bit about your your education and work experience background to start out. So I'm a third generation resident of Palm Beach County, which you don't see that often. I graduated locally from Forest Hill High School, and then I went to college at George Washington University in DC, where I got a degree in international affairs, and I went to law school at the University of Miami. Excellent. I went to uh, American University in DC. I don't know if we've talked about that before, but that was a fun place to go to school. Certainly Georgetown, fun place to hang out. I loved being in DC, just the things that you could do. Tell us about your law firm and how it got started and then how you got started in the firm. The law firm was started by my grandfather. In 1927, he started our firm as a solo practitioner. And my dad joined the firm. He was a transactional lawyer. And much like my grandfather, he'd help anyone who walked in the door. And he liked being a lawyer and helping people. And then I joined the firm in 1992. And I said, I don't like transactional stuff. I want to do litigation. And I turned the firm into a litigation boutique firm in 31 years now. When did you take over leadership of the firm and become the the leader and managing partner? Well, my dad was letting me kind of do whatever I wanted uh, right away in 1992, but I wanted to pay the appropriate respect and I ran everything by him. And by 1995, I just, I had to just start doing everything. You know, now we're a, a 10 lawyer firm and we have 36 employees. So we built a nice boutique firm, but in the very beginning, it was pretty small operation. Let's start talking about our subject matter, referrals. If you were going to get a referral from somebody listening to and watching this podcast, two questions. One, who do you want them to refer to you? And number two, how do you want them to refer that person to you? So our firm does personal injury work, and we do personal injury work without any advertising. There's no TV, no billboards, none of that. We're 100% referral. And I would want someone to have their injured person, call me. The firm's clients tend to be family and friends of people that I know, or friends of friends of family that I know, or that other lawyers at the firm know. So we take a very personal and direct line of communication, both with the person referring the case to us and with the client right away. So I'll always have conversations with the person referring the case. And then once I speak to the client and get a good handle on the situation, I follow up with the referral source and the client, a lot of communication, both with the referral source and of course, with the client throughout the process of the case. As probably all the attorneys watching know that attorneys can be good referral sources for attorneys. What types of attorneys do you want to refer you cases? What types of attorneys do you want to build relationships with? What kind of attorneys do you want to continue to meet? 
I get referrals from a lot of lawyers in a lot of different fields. And certainly, you know, estate planning lawyers get calls when people have passed away. Family law attorneys tend to have uh, a lot of personal communication with their clients and they build up a rapport. So I get a lot of referrals from family law attorneys. And I try very hard to make sure I can refer back whenever possible. That leads me into a great another question about building relationships with attorneys. Your leadership position in the Florida Bar is a great obvious answer. Maybe you can elaborate on that and other things that you've done that you would suggest other attorneys and other managing partners of firms should do to build relationships with other professionals. What have you done really well? What I try to do, if I meet with someone, I try to follow up with them. They'll have lunch or breakfast or coffee with someone and they think that was a great coffee. You know, two weeks later, I didn't get a case. I never heard from that person. Clearly this was a waste of, of my time. And that's not the right approach. It's not the approach that I take. So I do a couple things. Number one, I always make sure I follow up. Maybe the person you had coffee with just got really busy. Maybe they didn't have a matter to refer to you. Maybe they really liked you and didn't send you a note saying so. So you can't assume anything. The other thing that I really try to practice is what can I do for that person I met with? I had lunch today with someone and it was just a contest of, I wanted to try to help her and she was trying to help me. And it was almost like, who could help the other more? I think if you take that approach, if you meet with someone, then why don't you see what you can do for them? The studies show that people will tell you that they'd rather give than receive because that would be what makes them feel good. And so you're, you're caught in this loop of trying to do the best thing for them and, and for yourself. And when you're approaching a meeting with someone, let's say, who's maybe like a local bar leader, a leader of another bar organization, not as large as the Florida bar, but maybe a county-based bar or a, a local bar. What type of things do you do when you're in that conversation? How would you suggest that others should go about building a relationship when they're in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with another professional? One of the things that I try to do when I meet with another lawyer who's involved in a county bar association or otherwise, I try to figure out what area of law do they do? How can I help them? I mentor a lot of lawyers of a certain age. I'm meeting with lawyers that are younger than me, and I want to try to see how I can help them with their development, their involvement. But even when I meet with lawyers that are around my same age, it's, it's the same issue. How can I help them? And you have that kind of conversation. You figure out what they're doing, what they're looking for, and maybe sometimes give a little guidance. One way, of course, that you can help an attorney is to refer them to the kind of prospects that they want. That's kind of the more obvious quid pro quo when it comes to referrals that everyone's aware of. There are other ways that you can be helpful for, let's say, John Doe, the attorney. What other things aside from sending him referrals to prospects would you normally do for someone who's an attorney in order to build a good referral relationship with them? Well, there's two things I do, and you touched on one of them. One of them is maybe I don't have a case to refer to you, but now that I know what you do and what's important to you, who in my mental Rolodex, who that I know, can I make a good introduction? I introduce people to each other all the time, but it is karma. You put positive energy out there. You help people and people know and remember that you tried to help them. The other thing I do, Jeff, is I always encourage people to get involved in the community. And I do that for two reasons. Number one is you find an area where you're concerned and you get involved there and you find it very spiritually gratifying. You feel good. Maybe you don't want to go to that meeting that night, but you are able to help an organization that helps people. And the second benefit of that is so you're sitting on a Zoom call, you're sitting around a, a table, you're at an event at a fundraiser with people who share your interests. 
it's a great way to meet people who are aligned the way you think, what you're interested in. And ironically, again, it's a long-term investment because you're making relationships that will also bring you work in the long term. Most people are familiar with the golden rule, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. I would propose for referral relationships, we might step that up a little higher to the platinum rule, which would be do unto others as they want done unto them. So using a simplistic example, if I'm Gary Lesser and I want you to introduce me to a family law attorney, that doesn't mean that you, John Doe, want me to introduce you to a family law attorney. You might want to meet a mortgage broker or you might want to meet a CPA, depending on the type of practice area that you're in. So practicing the platinum rule sounds like what you're doing. You're trying to find what they want to, who they want to meet. And then this other idea of promoting good organizations and causes, that's a great way to get involved with like-minded people. Uh, and I think what maybe between the lines there, you were saying that if you're going to the XYZ charity event, you might think about your conversation with John as a way to get him involved as well, because you can invite him to that event and there might be you know, a bunch of people at the table that you already know, and then you can introduce them to people while you're there. And plus you're doing them all the favor of bringing somebody new. Talk a little bit about how you leverage charities, other groups and events and organizations outside of the Bar Association to invite people, make introductions through a, an organization or an event. I invite people to events. Maybe I just want them to be at a table and talk to people. Or maybe I want them to be at that event so they can learn more about the cause. As I get to know someone better, I try to find out what their interests are. In fact, every lawyer that, that I hire and that works here at the firm one of the first conversations I have with them is I said, listen, part of the firm's mission is community involvement. You have to be involved in three organizations. One place where you're a leader, you're on the board, maybe an executive board position. You're a regular. Ah, there's Jeff. And then the third organization where maybe you're an occasional visitor. And you have to get involved in three organizations with that, with that goal, that purpose. And what often happens, Jeff, is people find out that number three is actually number one. And the reason why they, they switch positions is they go to these meetings, they go to these events, they meet people, and either A, they believe in the leadership of the organization. They really like that president or that CEO, or B, they really like the mission. I really like the mission. I see how we're helping people. Or C, they like the people that are involved. They go to an event, they go to a board meeting, and they say, these are really good people. I've made a friend or two now with my involvement, or sometimes a combination. So you get involved in community organizations, you kind of have to figure out where you'll focus on. But if you go to one organization, it won't work. So that's why I always have people get involved with three organizations. And then I'll make a couple of introductions to people in leadership at those organizations because I have those relationships. And then that helps someone right away get connected. Talk a little bit more about your role as leader of other attorneys and helping them to be better at generating referrals. As the leader of the firm, how do you help an attorney who works with you to do a better job getting referrals from the clients themselves? Most of our clients quantitatively come from other clients, more than two thirds. Most of our revenue, same percentage, comes from professional referrals. You don't do one and not the other, you do both. And on the client side, we have some real clear guidelines, but a superior level of communication. We speak to our clients all the time. We have legal assistants who set appointments and get records and that sort of thing. Phone calls, Zoom, emails. And for the clients who still want to come into the office, we do that as well. 
those are some great ways to be referable with clients. Now, if you could try to take it to that next level, now that you are referable because of the way you service and treat your clients, how do you get your attorneys to go and get referrals from those clients? How do you pull the referrals from that base of clients that see you as so referable? What do you do to coach, train, encourage them to, to generate referrals more proactively rather than the sort of do a great job and wait for referrals, more do a great job and go get referrals? Anybody could become a personal injury client, anyone, regardless of economic status, regardless of gender, regardless of age. So theoretically, the potential pool of people who see me as referable is never ending. So what we try to do is we focus in on relationships and I, I can't market to the whole world. And I specifically don't do, you know, the TV ads or billboards. So we look at people in our world and we explain to them what we are and how we're different. As I mentioned before, we've always followed with communication. We try to see what the other person we're talking with or meeting with is interested in. They'll understand what you do. They'll see you as referable. And if they know who you are and they see that you follow up, I still think that's the best way to go. Again, your leadership position, leading other attorneys, how do you get an attorney who's on your team to ask the clients for referrals? How do you get them to be proactive to seek out referrals? What are you doing to make that happen? So at the end of every case, you know, we give a, a client like a thank you present, like a bag with things and the QR code now, we're very high tech. And we ask them to refer us or review us online. We ask them to keep us in mind for family and friends. We used to use a form. And if you were involved in an organization you had to, and you went to an event, you had to fill out a report and say, who is there? And we found that that was not worth the time. So we lean heavily on these attorney meetings, which we have regularly. Let's talk a little bit more about professionals as referral sources. Of course, that's going to include attorneys for your law firm and other professionals who are not clients, not prospects, but they're good referral sources. In perhaps an oversimplistic way, we can divide two different types of reasons why they would refer. One of them is on the motivation side. That's sort of what's in it for them. So if John's gonna be a professional referral source for you, there's something in it for him. Something, because there's two people now, John could get something from the person that he refers Let's say John introduces you to Jane, who's injured. Maybe he gets a better relationship with her, some professional or personal relationship benefit there. Maybe more introductions or referrals for his business from this person, Jane, who he referred. And then, of course, there's his relationship with you. He may want from you more introductions or invitations to events or one of those gift bags or something else that he wants as a motivation for him to be a referral source. And then... So let's talk about that first, and then we'll get to justification refer, which I think is a little bit more commonly understood. The motivation's a little less explored. Justification refer is, like you mentioned, like a Google review, a testimonial. Almost any marketing company would say to put testimonials on your website and tell people about other people who have said you've done a good job. So what John thinks about your service, what he thinks about your quality as an attorney would be the justification to refer. Well, let's go back first to the motivation to refer. When you're thinking about John Doe, this professional, and you're thinking about leading attorneys in your firms to have relationships with people like John and think about his motivation, how do you train your attorneys to 
think about what it's in it for John and find out what he thinks is in it for him. So over the years, we've worked with different people. We certainly have a, a regular firm retreat. We bring a facilitator. We've hired coaches over the years. I think that it's essential to do that. I think there are things that you have to do if you're working and you want to get work referred to you. You have to figure out what you're missing. You know, there's a reason why doctors don't treat themselves. They're not supposed to. They're supposed to let another doctor evaluate them because they can do so objectively. That's been very helpful. I will tell you that people refer work to us. We get lawyer referrals because a lawyer can refer a case to another lawyer, as you know, and get a referral fee. It's ethical, it's proper. But I have professionals in other fields who refer work to me and I refer it to them. And I think, it, you know, I'm not transactional. It's okay to be transactional. But if I send someone to another professional, I want to know they've got the right ability and I know they're communicating and treat you know, the person that I'm sending over well. Because, you know, if it doesn't go well, certainly I'll hear about it. And, you know, that, that's ill will that doesn't do anyone good. So I think there's a certain comfort that comes when you can refer to someone who you know will take care of your people. In terms of leading attorneys in your own firm, how do you get your attorneys to think more clearly about John, this professional who might be an attorney or otherwise, and his own motivations? Not as much the justification, which is that we do a good job for the clients, that's the baseline, but the motivation being what's in it for him as the referral source. How is he going to benefit? How do you train your attorneys to get them to think about what's in it for the referral source? And we've hired coaches and trainers because sometimes it's better if the lawyers at the firm hear from someone other than me. It's like when someone, a grown up who's not the parent, gives the same advice. But then that's been helpful. And we've done that periodically and we're doing it right now, as you know. But in terms of regular communication, we talk it out. We have these lawyer meetings. I'm like, all right, everyone go around the room and say what you're involved with right now, what's coming up. Okay, everyone go around the room and say what you've been doing lately in terms of trying to network people you've met. How can we help? And by the way, it's not uncommon for one of our lawyers to say, you know, I just met this accountant and I thought he was great and he tried to refer me to case. What we do in the culture at our firm is like, all right, everyone around the table, we've got to try to get work to that person who tried to help one of the lawyers at our firm. So we aggregate our efforts, which I think makes us more effective. You know, if a doctor refers someone to one of my partners, we all try to get work to that doctor. And we're very much team-based. Let's get on to, we covered some strengths. We said we'd cover your goals and roadblocks and action plan to change in the future as well. And let's start with goals. The vision for the firm, and more specifically, of course, the vision for you and the other attorneys to do an even better job of number one, getting referrals from clients. Number two, getting referrals from professionals. What do you want to have that you don't have yet? What skills, tools, systems, training do you want to have that's not in place yet? What results do you want to have that are not in place yet? We were talking before about CRM and data management, and we unfortunately moved to a system that is not working well, and we're going to have to get out of that into a new program. And I told you, you have to clean up the data. I think you have to track your data. You can't keep track in your mind who's referring your work. When we've looked at the data, I've been surprised occasionally the people who I thought were you know, better referral sources as I see them all the time, but not so much. 
And there are people who turn out to be very good referral sources that I wasn't aware the degree to which that was true. So I think being on top of your data is important, even if it's on a spreadsheet. You just have to keep track of your data and for people. The other thing that I always recommend is you can never sit still. If you sit still, you're not moving forward. I really believe that to be true. So I have all my lawyers get involved, all my lawyers get involved in organizations. Certainly, I'm a big believer in local chambers of commerce and always have been. Not every chamber is the same. Some chambers, you they only have enormous events and small events. Other chambers, I'm very involved right now with the North Palm Beach Chamber. And we have 150, 200 people at most every event. A lot of common visitors and you get to know people. You sit them at a table, you get to know them. Other people do networking groups, also very effective, but you have to go, you have to be there. And otherwise you're wasting your time. I always would say, what are your values, right? What are the things that matter to you? And if you follow those values as at least part of your marketing, you'll probably end up at good places with, with the right people. I think you wanna have a better CRM tool and an even better visibility to your data. I think we got that clear. Other things that you may wanna have might be a better referral strategy or better referral tools or better referral training or get more referrals from the clients or better referrals from clients or more or better referrals from certain types of professionals, maybe certain types of results that you want to get or a vision for the success of your firm that would come for referrals. It's a wide open question, but tell us more about the things that you want that you don't have in place yet. Right before COVID, I moved away from just sponsoring an event and I moved towards doing the event myself for an organization. And so if it's the American Cancer Society or whatever, we would do an event, we would pay whatever it took, which the American Cancer Society was quite fine with. It saves them money and it saves them manpower. I'm using the American Cancer Society as an example. And then I'm able to invite and bring people together. We had to stop doing that because of COVID. And now, just now, quite recently, people are starting to get together normally like we used to. So that's something that got away from us that we're going to lean heavy into. And it's not hard. We know a lot of people and we know who lives in what area. Make it easy for people to walk in the door and they are more likely to walk through the door. That's always been my approach with community involvement. That's one area that we're really drilling down on. The second area is follow up on networking opportunities. We had these systems in place with forms and we kind of got away with that. What we do now is we have an in-house marketing person. If you have the budget for it, I think that businesses should have an inside marketing communications person or someone you consult with periodically. So, you know, I would encourage other professionals to hire outside consultants. If you don't have the budget to hire someone inside, spend some money, get a review, get some advice, and it'll be money well spent. Communication is really important. So adding better CRM tools for better tracking, more hosting of events, and maybe adding even a little bit more a focus on accountability. Let's talk briefly about things that are trouble spots, difficulties, mistakes that you think that you're making, investing time or energy into the wrong areas, wasted efforts you think are uh, problems that you want to fix when it comes to number one, getting referrals from clients and number two, getting referrals from professionals. You've noticed the theme. What's something that you think you're doing wrong that you want to fix? So there's an old saying, 
It's an old joke. If you learn from your mistakes, I'm one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. So I've learned a lot in the last 32 years. I used to think I was that person who thought a successful week was a week full of lunches and dinners and breakfasts. It's not. How can you possibly follow up with so many people in a real qualitative way? How can you remember on Thursday, the person you met on Monday, if you've had 10 or 12 social engagements since then? I think I try to focus on quality. I think that has worked. Um, the area where we're working on is ultimately, if you're in a company and you have coworkers, you're you and you have your strengths and your other uh, coworkers have their strengths. I have a lawyer at the firm who is a fantastic lawyer. We bring him on really complicated cases. I mean, you know, we do car accidents and fall cases, but we do medical malpractice and nursing home and, and product injury cases. These are very complicated cases. And we bring this lawyer in at our firm all the time. He brings in work. I always wanted him to bring in more because he's such a likable person, but it's not his natural skill set. Is he at his peak? It's hard to say. He does bring in work, but he's not going to be the person who's going to want to get involved and go to lots of lunches. He's involved. He's the president of an organization right now. And I think what I've learned is you can't expect everyone to be you. You have to foster their strengths and recognize what their limitations are and try to get them to work a little bit harder. And we talk about this when we have our lawyer meetings. Again, our communications person talks to our lawyers individually. But we get together as a group and we're kind of pretty honest about it. And we weren't doing anything like that before. You know, everyone was just kind of doing their own thing. And that was actually really unproductive. It turns out that talking together raises accountability. Talking together raises collaboration and ideas and we support each other. And it's a culture I encourage any company to adopt. Maybe a brief answer to this question. What's something that you're committing to do differently? What's something you're going to change in order to get more referrals from clients and professionals? This has been a different year for me as Florida Bar President. And I haven't had the time to follow up on referrals and relationships like I normally would. So one of the things that I will be trying to do is really drilling down on who are the people that I know that I haven't seen. Sometimes a simple mental exercise. Who do you like? You know, I was at lunch today with this person who kept trying to network and refer me. And I kept thinking of people that I, I haven't been in touch with for a while. I like to make lists, Jeff. They're very helpful because otherwise the thought might go away. And so I'm going to really kind of drill down on that more and make sure that I'm following up with people. So I'm going to work harder on getting back into referral relationships and following up with people. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and for having such a great open book kind of conversation. What was your favorite part of our discussion today? What'd you like? I, I think that we both chuckled at the, the, the grown up that's not the parent. And I inadvertently had an alliteration when I said collectively collaborative, but you know, I really like the idea of collaboration. And let's say you're your own person and either A, you have your own business or you're at a, a business where you're in a silo, it's just you. Find people to collaborate with. Find out who your people are. I'm a personal injury lawyer. I have a criminal defense lawyer and I have a family law attorney that I refer a lot of work to. I refer to others, but these are my people. I run things by them. 
And it's a great thing to do. Find out who your people are, maybe that you don't work with and run things by them. And you'll get some pretty good advice. And that was probably my favorite part of today's talking about that concept. I think people get frustrated because they think they're on their own and I don't know. Talk to the people you know, they'll be happy to talk with you. Everybody, we're gonna put some information on the screen about how you can reach out to Gary, his contact information. And Gary, thank you once again for joining us today. Jeff, thanks. It's, it was a good time with you today. Good discussion.